1: This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, WILK News Radio. Beautiful Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like David Voda of Duryea, Master Sergeant Leo Gingerlowski, Scranton. William J. Turner, Carbondale. Edward Ward, Carbondale. The veterans that we pay tribute to today. Uh, And we'd like to thank Dunmore Lumber Company. 622 South Blankley Street, Dunmore. They're an hourly sponsor. Beat the big box blues at Dunmore Lumber. And you've still got time to participate In the 31st Annual Anthony J. Cadaro Memorial Golf Tournament, Monday, October 2nd at Glenmora. You can still golf, you can still sponsor, and you can still donate to St. Joseph's Center, the beneficiary of this tournament. Check it out. Call or stop by Dunmore Lumber. And Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs. Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit RoadScholar.com. And while you're at RoadScholar.com, forward slash Camp Freedom. Road Scholar's getting behind that incredible facility, 2,000 plus acres, just north of Carbondale, where veterans gold star families and first responders can all start to get their lives back. I just don't think you could do more important work. Road scholars behind them. Check out Camp campfreedom And you can enter your thoughts and message to our great veterans on that site and one of you, and probably more than one, will be uh, have their quote and their thank you featured on one of Road Scholar's trailers as it traverses the Northeast United States. So we had no Dogface Pony Soldier Award winner uh, for the best, worst left-wing Democrat zombie of the day yesterday. So c- come on, guys. Let's get with it, you left-wingers. Come and let's hear your nonsense and we'll uh, award you the Dog-Faced Pony Soldier Award. It's a big deal. All right. As we convene for this hour, the Club for Common Sense reconvenes after that news break. So we had Christopher Alexander on last week. And th- this guy's an expert in a lot of stuff. He's the chief analytics officer of Pioneer Development Group. And Brick is we've we've talked about this before, and I, I've got a couple questions for him, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna explain what he's concerned about with this Brazil, Russia, Iran, and China, and again probably South Africa group that is trying to establish a cryptocurrency that would be used for international exchanges, particularly commodity exchanges. Like oil, to replace the U.S. dollar, and it's it's an existential economic threat, potentially. And the aforementioned Christopher Alexander is with us. I think we're gonna we got to do a weekly thing with you. You've got so many areas (laughs) of expertise. We're in with you.
2: Well, well, great. I uh, have a pretty weird career path, so I guess it worked out.
1: Yeah. How about that? All (laughs) right. Tell us. About BRIC tell us what the looming threat
2: is sure so so, so um, eh, about uh, 2010 um, an analyst just to sort of talk about kind of an up-and-coming group of countries that was beginning to challenge um, U.S. hegemony um, uh, coined the term it, it, it's not like a NATO or it's an official term but um, th- th- the name stuck so BRICS, um, and and it's actually much more than five countries. At one point, it was four. Then they added South Africa. Now there's there's quite a few more that cooperate. It's a very loose kind of group, but um, but the key the key people behind it are Brazil, Russia, India. China and
1: I said Iran. Itself. I apologize, India. No,
2: no, 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 no. Iran just I, I, recently.
1: I know, joined but up, the, so. they're the I in BRIC. So my apologies <laughs> to the audience. Um, well, now it's kind of I squared. But so, so and there's there's quite a few quite a few more. This is now, like LGBTQ what, plus 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 plus. I mean, <laughs> they just keep throwing well, new letters what, on.
2: What's troubling to me is everybody wants to join BRICS, and people aren't super excited about the alliances that the United States leads. And that gets to kind of the, 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 one of the core, core concerns about this. So the BRICS nations, what, what makes them so interesting is um, they are right at the same um, amount of GDP as, like, I think the G7 is, but they are, um, uh, I think, 80% of the world's population. So as these countries, India, <clears throat> China... I mean, all of them, but particularly into China, Brazil, um, as their economies begin to grow with those massive populations, when they have more economic parity, there's going to be a tipping point where they're going to wield more economic power as a group than the United States and like the G7 will, um, unless the United States starts to win some of these countries over more effectively, notably like Brazil and India. So, so what, what they've started is an effort, and everyone laughed at them, but they're just chipping away, and they're going to continue to do it, um, what's called de-dollarization. So they are essentially sort of refusing to use U.S. dollars in trade whenever they can. And,
1: and what is the, um, what is the yeah. advantage to it? Uh, our, our guest is Christopher Alexander, crypto expert with, and chief analytics officer of Pioneer Development Group. What is their – I mean, some of them are nominal allies of ours. What is their gig? Like, what's the story? Why? Well, I, I think they're sending
2: us a, a message, uh, notably Saudi Arabia, and they're saying, hey, guys, you know, we're moving into a world where you're not the only game in town anymore. And um, if you're going to continue to throw your weight around, then we're going to consider alternatives. I, I, I think, um, you know, first of all, uh, you know, the idea that that Brazil, Russia, India and China, let alone South Africa or anyone else, are going to find common cause culturally politically or anything else to really work together. I I don't think they're anywhere near there.
1: I mean, but Joe Biden seems to be able to bring all kinds of uh, diverse interests together against us.
2: Yes. Well, and, and one of the the, the big problems stemmed to um, how they handled the sanctions with Russia. Uh, They were so aggressive in um, pressuring countries to, uh, you know, freeze accounts uh they they barred you know russia's ability to move money um um in a bunch of different ways but they they were just they were super aggressive and and the indians and i want to say the south africans and maybe the brazilians at the time said well you know okay we don't necessarily support russia in this but are you going to do that to me one day Mm -hmm. like like does this warrant your your reaction And, you know, you see it in in the very tepid support outside of Europe for um, the, you know, our our support of the Ukraine, Ukrainians against the Russians. Um, You know, the world's not really behind Ukraine. Um, They they largely are, don't get me wrong, but but um, people are kind of sitting on the sidelines.
1: Well, they're they're wisely for themselves first.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. And and so so they're they don't see where their their national interests are really affected. And they see the United States um, on the economic front really throwing its weight around and then failing, of course. Yeah. Right. The ruble went up. Um, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal. Taxpayers are now paying like twenty thousand or was It twenty thousand dollars a day for one of the yachts. They see yeah, they this morning. Sell it and just yeah. you know, so. So um, so that's that's one component of it, you know, <clears throat> um, so, so I think our, our, our allies, uh, like Saudi Arabia, and I know sometimes people bristle at that, 51% of Saudi Arabia loves us to death and the other 49% wants to kill us. And it's this precarious balance. But um, countries like Saudi Arabia that typically support us in the region are, I think, sending us a message saying, look, <clears throat> if, uh, if we're not going to stand for the status quo. So what they do is when they're doing trades, they're almost bartering. Um, and so they're not using the dollar. And um, that's just left all in circulation and that, that hurts the dollar's position. Um, the amounts, if you look at it mapped out over 10 years, are still really small and it's not a threat. But but again, it's, it's, it's definite now is when we need to start considering alternatives. Now for the CBDC part. So that would be a crypto coin that's controlled by a government or government. It seems like they have an interest in developing one and using that for Trade because then the United States can no longer block transactions. Um,
1: We're talking with Christopher uh, Alexander, Chief Analytics Officer of Pioneer Development Group, about BRICS, the group that is going to – well, they're they're attempting to uh, create a cryptocurrency. And one of the questions I had and a comment that I had when we were talking about it on the show a week or two ago – is because there was a supposed, like people were saying, oh, everything's going to fall, all the people that sell gold, said the, the, the dollar's going to fall off the cliff on August 22nd when the brick groups get together. Well, it isn't that simple as you've just pointed out. But the other thing that I, I commented on, since they are claiming and their goal is to back this cryptocurrency 100% with gold, does that not mean that they won't be able to expand the currency sufficiently to compete with the dollar? Because there's got to be a huge supply, as there are with dollars, in order to have trade after trade after trade and constant trading in the in the trillions of dollars with this uh, coinage. Yeah, absolutely. If, if they did a just
2: old-fashioned gold standard approach. Um, uh, and, and I don't think they've decided yet. So they're exploring different options. But if they were to do that, it, it would be definitely sort of a, a backup currency, if you will. You yeah, they've got to buy
1: gold. You've got to buy gold to, to expand the currency. And when you buy gold, mm-hmm. I, I did say this. I said one of the things that will result, gold will go up if they're forced to buy gold to back up this new currency as they need to expand it.
2: But I I would point out there could be, they could be looking at something else. For example, um, you know, they they may use the U.S. based approach, which is, um, trading the CBDC on an exchange to give it value. Um, obviously a crypto exchange, we don't trade the U.S. dollar there, but that's part of what defines the the, the modern U.S. dollar as a currency, right? Is the faith that people have in using it, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what they're attacking with de dollarization. So, so maybe they start, um, Listing that CBDC, um, the Chinese are certainly not above market manipulation, so they could probably get a pretty good valuation on it. Um, but but going up with a commodity, maybe maybe they use gold and maybe they use oil. Maybe they maybe they create a basket of commodities. I, I've seen that sort of suggested um, to back it up so that, um, you know, m- maybe it's a, the gold standard plus and they do they do some version like that. Um, I think they, that, that's very possible. The other question is, do they all have their own individual currency or do they have a unified BRICS currency? And these are all things I I, I think um, hardly anything to panic about. Uh, You know, uh, you know, the U.N. can't really agree on a decent Christmas card. International organizations don't move quickly and they're not particularly effectively. So where they end up from where they start, you know, who knows? And then what do we do as spoilers? Right. What do we offer Saudi Arabia and an economic Saudi Arabia economic incentives not to uh, really seriously be part of BRICS? Right. What what other things go on? So there's 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 a, there's a lot to happen. But but what's inevitable is the BRICS nations are going to have more economic power and more of the world's population in the United States. That and writing's on the wall.
1: The, the danger, I guess, overall, as you're saying, is that just the fact that they're united in an effort presents a threat exactly they are they're
2: not thrilled with everything we're doing and in in many cases when it's china and russia great frankly i'm you know i'm not particularly uh, interested in being on their side but it's those people in the periphery and it's countries like india that are still sort of um you know on the fence about how much they want to cooperate with the u.s that um are the real worry. You know, it's, it's essential to to, to, to neutralize bricks. Cr- Christopher Britain.
1: Alexander, let me ask you this question. I mean, Biden meets with a group that includes Prime Minister Modi of India and doesn't even bring the subject up. Yeah,
2: I, I I don't get that other than I mean, maybe it's actually smart because I don't know that we really want him talking about currency and bricks. Well, him, yeah. In public, but <laughs> um <clears throat> But but I, I, you know it, it may be, um, you know I, w- one thing I learned from when I was in government, you know d- diplomacy works in strange ways and, and 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 sometimes appears counterintuitive. Often it actually isn't. It's bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, but 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 there are times where there's something going on in the background and they just they can't speak. And so um, if if I had to guess, the United States is sort of ignoring it and hammering away uh, with incentives to, to start disrupting the, 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 the BRICS alliance itself. But I mean, an, you know, a, so.
1: a very incurious international media, nobody asked about it either.
2: Yeah. It's, and, and <laughs> I mean, it, it's a pattern of very weak international leadership for the United States. I mean, the same thing happened with crypto. They outlined this crypto framework, uh, last month that they're now going to, um, um, you know, unveil in greater detail coming up here in October. And the Biden administration said, Oh, well, this is great. We support this. And in, in the crypto industry, we thought, well, if you support giving us rules and regulations, why didn't you do it? We've been asking for yeah. years. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we seeing the lead. in so many categories uh, internationally. Yeah. It's terrible.
1: Well, Christopher Alexander, please follow this for us. Uh, you're welcome back anytime on uh, any of the subjects in your realm of expertise. We appreciate it very much. Uh, this this BRICS thing deserves watching. Uh, cryptocurrency as a subject deserves to be watched and discussed. Uh, and we'll follow as things develop.
2: Yeah, important to vote. That's, um, you know, foreign policy is <laughs> important as domestic. And, yeah. and I, I don't know that we're on a great track on our foreign policy.
1: Oh, uh, man. You think about the disasters that they're just—they're just laying eggs everywhere. Thank you again, Christopher Alexander, thank you. Uh, crypto expert, chief analytics officer of Pioneer Development Group. We will hear from you again. I hope.
2: Great, thank you. Look forward to
1: it. All right, we'll take a break on the Bob Cadaro Show. We'll be back. Well, Gilligan's Island premiered this date, nineteen sixty-four, on CBS. What an a great show that was. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, I don't know. You know, I went back and forth as a young kid between Ginger and Marianne. And I also I, I wondered at a very young age, three, four years old, what's a millionaire doing on a uh, 20-foot boat in the ocean? I mean, shouldn't he have his own much bigger? I mean, come on, Thurston. Loosen up. Spend some money. But anyway, Gilligan's Island premiered on CBS this date 1964. And, and much more importantly, the first ever debate between presidential nominees. Remember this. The first ever. It has become de rigueur. But this was the first that ever took place. JFK, Richard M. Nixon faced off before a national TV audience in Chicago. I think you could see what a lot of analysts had done. If you heard it on the radio... Nixon was as good or better than Kennedy. If you saw it in person, Richard Nixon got swamped. And actually, by accepting the debate where he thought he'd blow JFK away, wrongly, he gave JFK stature equal to his. And it backfired big time. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Bob Cadar with you, W-I-L-K. We're going to hear from our great sponsors. I'm going to come back, do the weather. And then uh, Lorraine has a poem after we talk about our veterans. Bob Cuduro, the eponymous show, rolls on. And you want to talk about the people he interacted with, the great Steve Vicendac. I talked to him last night, Uh, looking forward to this event. Mike Kraszewski, P.J. Carlissimo, Jeff Mullins, Bucky Waters, John Walsh, Don Fish. Hmm. He got around, and we're looking forward to that. So we're back, and uh, guess who's on the phone? You what? Well, I like that name. Once you know, when we were small, you know, you'd say the the the, um, the little poem: "Fuzzy Wuzzy was, he fuzzy was, a, was bear. a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had
3: no hair. Had no hair. Was he Fuzzy, Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but remember, you said." You interviewed or you talked on the phone to Pete Rose, and you said he wasn't exactly fuzzy-wuzzy. So then I asked you, are you the fuzzy-wuzzy guy of W-I-L-K? I
1: (laughs) I know where it came from. Well,
3: I thought maybe I'd refresh your memory. Well,
1: thank you. You're welcome. So, Lorraine, the Bulldog and I are coming down Thursday. uh God willing, uh, we'll check you—you know—check things out down there, see what you're up to. I know you listed your demands for Uh -um. for us to come,
3: Uh -um. (laughs) so
1: we'll we'll figure that one out.
3: Yeah, we'll ask between us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you—well, it's like it's like a rock band. They tell you like they want um, certain certain types of candy and certain this and certain this is basically what you did.
3: Well, you asked.
1: I I I asked, I know, I asked and I got the answer
3: Be careful what you ask for
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know it Well, Lorraine, you're a diva, but you've got a poem today Fire away, my darling
3: Yes, well, you always say that even it could be a cloudy day and it's still a, a nice day So this poem kind of fits in It's called Perception or Deception Have you ever gazed out your window on a bright and sunny day? When down deep in your heart the only thing you saw was gray? Or did you ever gaze out your window on a dark and dreary day when down deep in your heart you pictured the sunshine in May? Maybe it depends on your point of view and how you perceive your life. Some people seem to have it made while others only have sorrow and strife. Just when you think that you're on easy street, and an unexpected detour comes along, brace yourself and pray to God so that he'll keep you safe and strong.
1: Very nice. Very nice, Lorraine. Thank you. I like that one. Bob Cadar back with you on WOK. By the way, I know it's a little early in the week, but... um, our guest Sunday on the Bob Cadaro Show on TV, 11.30 a.m. on WNEP-TV, is Paula Roshan McCary. And she owns and runs Happenings Magazine, that beautiful little magazine you see everywhere. And we're going to talk to her about all of that, and I'm sure we'll go on to a BCTV Extra with Paula. And then we have Dr. Brian France and Dr. Kristen France, his daughter. You're familiar with Dr. Brian France from the program, the Bob Cadarro Show on TV, world-renowned periodontist. Well, his daughter, Kristen, is now practicing with him. She's not just a periodontist. She's a prosthodontist. Yes, and I got that right, a prosthodontist. So we're going to hear, that'll, that'll be Sunday's show. I'm looking forward to the interviews And all that. Uh, Bob, it's Poet Joe, and we love Poet Joe, too. He said, um, he's always been a ginger fan. But he said, I would take Mrs. Howell. Not that I would throw the others out, but I could buy my own island with Mrs. Howell. And another, Bob, it's Pulitz. Hey, Pulitz. Joe B. has always been a Ginger or Marianne fan. I would take Mrs. Howell any day. Not that I would throw the others out. All right. Well, it's the same text, but they just wrote it over. Uh, And another soup cat. He says, Bob, I would have picked Mrs. Howell. She was loaded. Well, I'm disappointed in all three, the both of you, for going for the money. And someone asked, when is Lorraine going to write a poem about Bob Cadarro? Well, we got to Fuzzy Wuzzy. That's far enough. That's far enough. And and she's got, she doesn't have to write new ones. She's got a plethora of poetry to grace us with. Already written. I've got got it uh, saved electronically. And she's got it all on paper. So that's a great thing. Hey, I love when I hear the Stately Pet Supply. It's just like Coast Tire and you know they did such a great job. I and I hear Stately Pet Supply and she talks about local businesses uh Rebecca Martino and I go in that store and just love it. I am not a shopper by any means either. I love when these local businesses, locally owned businesses surpass your expectations. We'll be back after Bloomberg Money minute. Seems we don't care too much for the new suede alternative phone case. Bob Kinner back with you on WILK. Uh, somebody texted in Bob, prostodontist? Is that one of those things that if you have to ask, you can't afford it? No, you can't afford not to. And uh, at the uh, France practice up on the O'Neill Highway in Dunmore, Dr. Kristen France, you're going to be so impressed with this young woman. Prostodontist is just the prosthetics in the mouth. It's not just. I mean, it's years and years and years of study. Uh, it's it, but for her to be a prostodontist and a periodontist, and her dad to be a world renowned periodontist is beyond remarkable. And they're practicing together. Just a great dental group. Uh, but yes, you could afford a prostodontist. In fact, and again, I'm going to repeat it. You can't afford not to. By the way, we want to thank Dunmore Lumber Company. 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. They beat the big box blues at Dunmore Lumber Company. And they are the sponsor of the 31st Annual Anthony J. Cadaro Memorial Golf Tournament, which has raised almost half a million dollars for St. Joseph's Center that most beautiful of all places. Anthony uh, lived with the people at St. Joseph's for a couple of years before he passed at age three and a half. And it's not too late to golf, not too late to contribute to the great St. Joseph's Center and, and or to be a sponsor of the golf tournament, which is Monday, October 2nd. Road Scholar Transport, our other hourly sponsor. If you have unique shipping needs, Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. And while you're there to find out about the great trucking, transport, and warehousing company they are, logistics company, go to uh, roadscholar.com forward slash campfreedom because among the many groups that the road scholar gang sponsors and promotes are camp freedom and you could get in on camp freedom and at no cost go to that site go to that spot in the site and you can enter sort of a contest thanking our veterans, and one or several of those messages will be features on featured on the side of the trailers of a road scholar transport truck. Big deal, a lot of fun. All right, so as we head toward the news, I will note that we still don't have a dog face pony soldier award winner. Not even a nominee. Now, that could be a great thing, but I know you're out there. My God, I hear you on the morning show. (laughs) And I'm not even counting the hosts. So I know you're out there. Uh, Man, this uh, corruption case against the Bidens. We now have an FBI agent corroborating what the IRS whistleblowers told us, that they were hum, hamstrung in their investigation of Hunter Biden by higher-ups. That is that is one of the worst things I've ever heard. It, it, it's scary, it's awful, and it shows deep corruption in the Department of Justice. I think uh, in the next hour we're going to have to go to my... Uh, platform for for the presidency. Uh, but here's what else. The great Miranda Devine, who I've gotten to meet a number of times and hang out with. She, she's just so good, so smart, so devoted. She has proven through an, uh, that Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden had his own FBI mole that not only let him know about when he was going to be investigated, tipped off the Secret Service, when he was going to be raided, but they tipped off his client, a Chinese national by the name of Patrick Ho. Patrick Ho paid a million dollars for Hunter Biden, again, an expert in nothing, particularly not criminal law, to represent him Regarding a U.S. indictment. Well, Hunter Biden, through an FBI mole, gets told that Patrick Ho is gonna be indicted and he flees to Hong Kong before they unseal the indictment. Wow. This stuff is breathtaking. I hope, I, I hope it gives you hesitancy. I hope it gives you pause. Because if it doesn't, you're either not listening. You're not thinking or you're not breathing. Whew. All right. The, uh, the, the sad part is the corruption of the Bidens is obvious. It's blatant. But as we peel the onions of the Biden corruption family and the Biden crime family, we get to deep-seated horrendous, frightening corruption of the deep state, Justice Department, Intelligence Departments. Man, oh man, that's scary. FBI. Well, it's 11.01, so we got to go to the news. Bob Cordaro, W-I-L-K. Paula Degnan with the news, then we shall return. W-I-L-K News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast.